Weekly high points, highest score ever. This is going to be a great show. Me getting screwed out of a win. Absolutely. It's going to be a terrible show. Why am I here? I'm surprised you showed up. <laughs> I think Jeff backed out of an interview. <laughs> it, it all makes sense. And it's all your fault. It is. Thank you, Steph. Dumps Dumps us, keeping the dribble alive. Going to bank. Fink on the roll. They're going to break contained. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. I am your host, the biggest Joe you know, and with me, as always, my best friend, El Scorcho. How are you doing today, bud? Oh, it was a rough weekend for me, fantasy-wise. It's always fun when you and I go up against each other in fantasy. That's why I always try to make sure we're in the same division as much Uh, as you don't like it. I hate it. No matter who's predicted to win, you can throw that out the window, and you know it's going to be fireworks. But let's get things started. News around the NFL. Mike Evans has been suspended for one game after his altercation with uh, Marcus Lattimore in the Saints-Bucks game. Those guys have gone at it like physically, I believe, three times now in games. Always something exciting when the Saints play the Bucks. Like Red Wings avalanche. Yeah, Lattimore owns him. I mean, he just can't do a thing against him. So I kind of understand it to an extent. But Lattimore was definitely like, riding and holding their players the whole time. Oh, Brady's for sure. getting pissed. For and, sure. And Evans defended Brady like he said he had to. And, you know, I would do the same. Yeah, I understand it. Injury news, the big one. Bye-bye, Trey Lance, San Francisco quarterback. Thank God they held on to Jimmy G. His season is over. He'll look ahead to next year. And I believe that's only 20 career games after high school that this guy's played and now he's going to miss another year. Yeah, I mean, you you really got to wonder, you know, wh- where does he go from here? You, you know, is is he labeled an injury risk? I mean, is his career over? Is he a backup? Is he a reclamation project for another team? Like, what, what happens to him from here? I mean, I, I know he's got to be really down on himself, um, but he, he's got a lot of talent. I mean, obviously, he was picked so high in the draft so it's just it's really sad to see and i just uh i I wonder what's going to happen in the future for him yeah it's funny 20 career games after high school but this as far as i know is his first major injury he missed most a season because of covid last year he sat behind jimmy g and this was the year he's supposed to come out and like you said, what do they do with him? They invested so much, they're really kind of stuck. They're just going to have to hope he rehabs well, and you expect Jimmy G to move on this offseason, and they got to go with him as their QB1 next year, and hopefully he can learn as much of the playbook and that part of the NFL as he can and just lean on his physical gifts next year. Yeah, and the good thing is it's only a broken ankle. I know that it's, oh, it's only a broken ankle, but you know, it's not a torn ACL or an Achilles or something crazy like that. You know, broken bones heal. They, they always do. And they don't really affect, you know, your speed or agility nearly as much as broken ligaments. True. So that makes you think he's got a chance to come back and be a hundred percent again someday. All right. Time for our quick three. Tweet number one comes from J.J. Zacharyson. Running backs with 75% of their team's running back rushes through two games. Basically, these are the workhorse backs left in the NFL. There's not many. Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, and kind of a surprise, Antonio Gibson. Man, they were... 
They were trying to get rid of him. <laughs> that guy was on punt return, and then Brian Robinson unfortunately mm-hmm. got shot, yeah. and Antonio Gibson's been given a bulk share, but it seems like Robinson's not far from a return, so we'll see how uh, that takes effect. But Gibson really paying off for those people who, who stuck with him this season when his value was tanking. Yeah, the value was it, – was, it wasn't just underwater. It was almost, you know, under the ocean floor. I mean, it was about as low as it can get. Yeah, I believe Liz got him for a steal on the chopping block. She did, and she felt terrible about it after I told her what happened, and now she looks like a genius. <laughs> All right, tweet number two comes from Adam Schefter. There were 19 players from the city of Houston, 19 players from the city of Miami, Florida, on NFL rosters kickoff weekend. But more importantly than all of that, 16 players in the NFL are from Detroit high schools. This year, 2022 kickoff rosters, 16 players from the city of Detroit. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. And I do have one question, though. Do you think that includes Aiden Hutchinson? I do not. Samantha thought it would. You know, but I think that means Detroit PSL football. That, that's kind of my thought, too. I, just like, you know, Houston has a large metro area, uh, Detroit has one of the largest metropolitan areas in the U.S. Um, so I, I got to think that that only includes uh, the city. But also, I would love to see where those 16 players went to college. The city of Detroit is producing all this NFL talent. I would love to see it stay in the state in-state colleges, Michigan, Michigan State, and all the directional schools in Grand Valley. All right, so if somebody looks up those 16 players, gets a list of those 16 with the colleges they went to, you will receive one El Scorcho t-shirt. Size to be determined. Size to be <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got to see what's left in stock, right? The That's web- right. The website's been popping off. And finally, tweet number three. You're going to like this one, old man. The College Football Playoff National Championship, which is coming up way up on January 9th, 2023. Well, the kickoff will now be a respectable 7.30 instead of 8.20 p.m. Finally. You might get to see the ending of the College Football Championship. They finally got around to reading all the certified letters that I've been sending in all these years. You know, I, I can watch the end of the game and still get up for work and not feel like I'm going to die. What feels worse than the college football championship is the college basketball final. I feel like that one starts even later than 820 and oh, always th- runs way too late. Yeah, I feel like it starts at 930. I, I could be wrong, but that's just it what it really feels does, like. Yeah, I always struggle to watch the second half of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge basketball fan. I've been waiting for that all year and then it just can't make it. All right, stars of the week, the Miami Dolphin wide receiver duo and quarterback. Yeah, was it 11 catches, three touchdowns for both? Yeah, like 200 yards apiece. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, Tua throwing the ball to them, they all went off. He had six touchdowns. Unbelievable. And that fourth quarter alone was just great football, a lot of broken coverage, Dolphins getting open, very exciting game. It really made for a fun Sunday. Uh, Monday Night Football, Steph Diggs got it done for the Bills. He had three touchdowns. That he did. And also, how can we forget Amon Ra St. Brown, the sun god for the Lions. He now has he now has a touchdown in seven of his last eight games. Wow. But in all eight of those, he has at least eight catches. Jeez. I mean, how is he not the best wide receiver in the NFL? Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes there, buddy. 
He's good, but he he's not the best, at least not yet. I mean, fantasy-wise, he's definitely Goff's first and second option, so yeah. he was a steal in the draft for this next guest. Let's welcome owner from This Is The Year, Jeff Malkowitz. Longtime member of the Legacy League, even though he took a, a minor hiatus, he's back and better than ever. That's right. How you doing, Jeff? We're doing great, feeling great, one and one, you know, first uh, game of the year, we're going to forget that, but had a strong showing from uh, Lamar and uh, yeah, ready, ready, to, ready to keep the momentum rolling. You missed the draft this year, unfortunately, but you sent a proxy or we, we arranged a proxy and it worked out well for you, right? How do you feel about the team you were, you were given? Well, my teams have been complete dog shit the last two years. So I figured, I mean, a blind man could have drafted a better uh, fantasy football team. And so far, so good. I mean, uh, you don't have to look too far. Running backs are a thing of the past. It's wide receivers, PPR. Let's go. Let's go. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle. I think you already turned in your keepers for next year. I got a, a text during the during the game, the Lions game. It's like, all right, lock him up. He's mine. Perfect timing, too, is right after he scored a touchdown. I was like, I know what this text is about. <laughs> one and one, but you're still the third highest scoring team in the league behind Greg and myself. So all three of us, hey, the top three teams, we should look uh, at that. We should celebrate. It's like we know what we're talking about. That's right. Big game this week against the defending champion, the Farts. How do you feel about your chances? Bit of indigestion, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? I think it's just playing the matchups. Maybe I'll get a tight end that scores more than zero points. It's rough out there with tight ends, man. Maybe not. You know, it's it's all. Drop tight ends next year. I don't know. Thinking out loud. Oh, yeah. Switch it to a wide receiver tight end. I'd be okay with that. Oh, I like or, I like flex. Maybe all flex. Or bring back all a flex. kicker. Yeah, what are your thoughts on kickers? <laughs> Drop a defense. Yes. No. No, I love my defenses and no, kickers. Or, we got to do something with the point. I mean, defense, it's like, oh, they got three points. Nice. I mean, it's such a high-scoring league now that you're not getting much out of the defense. Yeah, that is true. And everybody plays the matchups, too. So it's, it's hard to, you know, really get anything consistent out of that position. But, yeah, I think I'll be fine. You know, I got, uh, like you said, some top talent uh, at the wide receiver position on their respective teams. So it's a passing league, has been, and uh, we'll see what happens. But really all I want to talk about is the Detroit Lions. I've never been more proud of a one-in-one football team in my entire life. Man, that was a, a hell of a game they did on Sunday against Washington. That's Everything they did went right. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen. It never happens. It reminds me of the time we played the Broncos at Ford Field and Sean Rogers ended up scooping and scoring that touchdown. It was that <laughs> kind of game. Everybody scored. Everything went well. I know you're drinking the Kool-Aid. What's your outlook on the Lions this year? Yeah, I think still 8-9, eight, 9-8. Nine, nine uh, you know, it's, it's early in the season. I mean, they're already crushed with injuries. Team study film. They'll make adjustments. I mean... Tracy Walker can only do so much. Or... True. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I mean, they're fun to watch at least. I mean, they were fun to watch last year. I think you and I texted back and forth. They're the best three, 13 and one NFL team <laughs> in the history of the league. Well, what about you, Joe? Are you moving up on the Lions this year? I know you weren't as high on them as I was earlier. Yeah. This yeah so year. Fink and I have a bet over under six and a half wins. I have the under the loser has to take the winner to a Lions game. That's right. Uh, so that, that'll be fun. But 
I still think I'm safe at five or six wins. I mean, it was a great game. They looked awesome. We have some good players, but overall our team is still not that great. And uh, I don't think Washington's very good, so we'll see how it pans out the rest of the year. But, you know, they're fun to watch. The games are close. And honestly, that's what really matters because no one thinks we're winning a championship this year. No. Just let me be entertained on Sundays. And, uh, you know, that's more than we can say about our Tigers this past couple of years. You know, I got I got some money out there. NFC champs, Ooh. North champs, placed before the draft. Nice. So to say drinking the Kool Aid, I made the Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you pour me a glass. I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, but I I eh, I'm with Fink. I think seven wins. I think they could do seven wins. Now I got to tell you that game, depending on how it all shakes out, Ford Field, Thanksgiving Day, Buffalo Bills. That place could be absolutely chaos. It's chaos when they are 0 and 16 on Thanksgiving. I can only imagine for that game. Yeah, and you know the Bills fans travel, so that they're yep. going to be here. They're going to get loud. Edge rusher getting three sacks in a game. I mean, when's the last line to do that? Yeah, first three There's sacks. There's a trivia question for you. Oh, I'll have to uh, get that one up and answer that on the show next week. There you a go. Follow up. Yeah, there for we you. go. Uh, the uh, this is the year's uh, trivia question. For- yeah. All right, Jeff. A couple final questions here, then we'll let you get back to uh, fatherhood. You're always a very comical guy. So, is there a favorite or funniest fantasy team name you can remember that you've used or seen? Really putting me on the spot here. Um, uh, one it's of your one of your old names I remember, uh, Carl on oh, duty. My team name. Oh, yeah, Carl. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, okay. Um, Carl on duty. Black cops was, yes. uh, was a pretty. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Uh, Especially from a while back. yeah, the matching logo when like memes were first starting to become a thing. That yeah, was great. Uh, yeah. Jumped on the meme game uh, pretty early. Stayed off the NFT game. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Carl on duty, Black Cops, uh, Return of the Malk. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. You had you had a theme song. Yeah, for sale last year at TCN. <laughs> as Greg knows, everybody was for sale. But uh, we'll come up with some good ones. You know, it's uh, that's all played out. Team names. It's fun to make it fresh, make it new, make it offensive, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Offensive, but not overly offensive. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Jeff, we thank you for your time on the Fantasy Giant Podcast. We wish you best of luck this year to This Is The Year, one and one with the big matchup against the Farts this weekend. Hopefully you take down the defending champs. Yeah, go green. Keep chopping. Go white. All right, time to move on to the Legacy League. Here are your scores. I love Lamb squeaks by Waste Management 111 to 106. A Sean's Hair takes down Chasing Greatness 117 to 70. The Hertz Locker takes out Washington Redskins 74 to 63. Can both those teams get a loss? Gross. I Heart Fart squeaks one past Scorpy 101 to 92. This is the year goes off for 143 in a victory over the Bengal Kings 143 to 101. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough to get the weekly high points as the Fantasy Giants somehow scores 146 and a half points win by 20 points over El Scorcher 146 to 126. Another huge week for you. High scoring matchup, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're on the wrong side of that one and uh, the team we gave a D and the worst draft class out of the league is now 2-0, and and I got 50 bucks in my pocket. Look at you go. Congratulations. I'll take it. I don't believe it. 
but I'll take it. Thank you, Steph Diggs. Yeah, for for those out there uh, who weren't privy to our conversation, we had text messages going back and forth and back and forth. And he was telling me, oh, you're going to win. My team's so bad. I did everything to throw this week. Oh, my gosh. Woe is me. I didn't say I said that I couldn't have helped you more. I mean, I benched Michael Thomas in favor of Michael Carter and left Brees Hall and Drake London on the bench. And then you still get high points. I dropped Tua, who had six touchdowns. I dropped Tyler Higby for Taysom Hill, yeah. And And it all worked out. Yep, just because it was against you. Uh, (laughs) That was a game. But honestly, the games of the week, there's two of them we can take a look at. The first one, that 4 o'clock game on Sunday as Stafford and Cup connected in the end zone twice against the Falcons. It was just enough to get the farts past Corpy 101 to 92. That's a tough division and uh, the farts improved to 2 and 0. Yeah, the other close game this week was Lamb versus Waste Management. Lamb was starting Jalen Hurts this week who just absolutely went off. I don't want to say he's their whole offense, but he is over half of their offense. Over on Waste Management side, Dalvin Cook really kind of cooked up nothing this week and james connor uh got a little dinged up yeah. you know did did not have a good game either so the two big backs for waste management really let him down and uh lamb pulls out the victory all right what's your biggest takeaway from a week number two in the legacy league i, I you know it's my team personally it's just you know two weeks in a row number three in points overall and uh you know just just can't get a win <laughs> yeah but you're still number one in points for overall true true yeah. So, you know, sometimes it just it goes that way. You just got to stick with it. Yeah, I got some more self-reflection on my end as well, and I'll be honest, I'm shocked I'm 2-0. Like, I'll take it. I expected to be 0-2 after uh, you know looking at these projections, but that's just how fantasy works out. We do have uh, three 0-2 teams. Which one of them should not panic? Waste management, chasing greatness, or the Bengal Kings? Probably chasing greatness. You know, he's he's got a, a solid team. Um, it's kind of built around Kyle Pitts, who anybody who's been paying attention at all knows has had a terrible start to the year. Um, but he, he's going to get his. I mean, he's too talented. Uh, Cortland Sutton's also there. That offense is certainly not rolling yet in Denver. Uh, we all expect it to get going here. Najee Harris, another one who's just kind of underperformed a little bit so far this year. So he, he's got a very solid team. It's just going to take another week or two. With Ramon J. Stevenson on the bench, you think his role is going to keep growing. Kenneth Gainwell's getting involved, and Cam Akers got a little bit more uh, work this week uh, for the Rams, so expect him to turn around, even though he is currently in last place for points four. So if we're doing a food watch after week two, oh, that's our guy. Man, I want some Jello Jigglers next year. At the draft? At the draft. When's the last time you had one of those? Those little squares. Uh-huh. Yeah, and just, just put it on the plate and just woo. <laughs> little football shapes yeah i like it now let's move over to the coast to coast dynasty league here are the scores the 08 lions take care of the fantasy giant 138 to 89 thanks for that one trent team beers barely fielded a team and took a bad loss 111 to 49 as the sunnyville sam squatches get their first win of the year the other team beers puts on a show 142 thanks to Tyree Kill. They win 142 to 120 over threat level midnight. In a close one, Cromarty's Childcare takes down El Scorcho 138 to 127. And the Gnus get their first one of the year, taking down Chaos Knights 142 to 119. Game of the week. 
Unfortunately, Greg. No, uh, not again. You were on the wrong side of it. Damn. One thirty-eight to one twenty-seven. Like probably the highest scoring matchup of the weekend, and the closest scoring match of the weekend. What? What'd you do wrong this weekend? You know, I I don't feel like I did anything that crazy. You know, I I started my good players and they just did not have any real great weeks <laughs> yeah you mentioned earlier dalvin cook really didn't get it done this week he couldn't get things going the whole minnesota offense but uh, you might need to start starting james robinson he's yeah. been getting in the end zone get a lot of work for the jags yeah that's two weeks in a row now uh with this new uh head coach down there peterson um he'll definitely be in my starting lineup next week and uh, robbie anderson will be off my team so better days are ahead I took the loss. wasn't didn't really have a chance. Uh, lost by fifty. Oh, to Trent. And you know, after two weeks, I am one and one. But I'm not feeling super confident when you look at some of these other scores. Like Team Beers routinely getting the plus, uh, you know, over 130. Same with Cromartie's Childcare. Even though you lost, you're still scoring that many points. And uh, the good news got it done this week. So you know, I might just need to pull off a trade. Oh, what what are you looking at? I got a trade offer right here oh. in my oh. inbox. Let's just open this yeah, bad boy up this. and let's see what this says. All right. Oh, this is telling me not to do it. The, tra- oh. <laughs> the trade analyzer Uh-oh. that popped up says, "Don't do it." No. That's uh, that's a pretty nice running back you'd be getting. It is, and you know the hardest mm. part about this trade though, the wide receiver I'm giving up in Mike Evans. That was the first pick I've ever made in this league. That was my first oh. first round pick. Yeah, mine was DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do oh. I bring him home? I, I think you have to. The The music says it all. Gosh. Bring him back, Joe. I'm giving up a lot. He, he wants to come home. Open the door for him. Welcome him with open arms. With arms wide open. This is a bad trade, but you know what? Just for the show... There you go. The trade has been accepted. If you're in the Dynasty League, you probably just got an email to your inbox. I have shipped off Jerry Judy, Mike Evans, and Chase Edmonds in return. Najee Harris is back with the Fantasy Giant as well as Kadarius Tony. If you uh, recall, Najee Harris was traded by me back in July, I think. And I got a package that included Josh Allen and Jamar Chase. So now I, I've moved on from Mike Evans and Jerry Judy to reunite Najee Harris to hopefully uh, secure my running backs for the next few years. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say I really don't hate this trade for you, Joe. Um, Mike Evans, he's he's getting up there. He's closer to the end than he is the beginning. He's still a very solid, very good wide receiver. Um, but like, like I said, he's getting up there. Jerry Judy, in my opinion, we we kind of know who he is right now. I don't think he's going to ever be a dominant number one wide receiver in the NFL. And especially with how this offense has started this year, I mean, it's it's looking even worse than that. Chase Edmonds, I, I know you had real high expectations for him coming into this season. I'm not saying that he, he won't do it, um, but, you know, he hasn't, you know, really broken out like we were hoping he would this year. Um, and you're getting Najee Harris. You know exactly what he is. The number two running back in Dynasty? Yeah, maybe. It, exactly. And you Maybe know, three. and honestly, that's with little to no passing game around him. That that's with him shouldering the whole load. And you're getting Kadarius Tony, little not not an unknown, but definitely a guy with high upside. Um, and that's what you want in Dynasty. So I I like this trade for you. 
I completely disagree with Jerry Judy. For some reason, I just think this guy is going to become the guy. I don't know guy. why you are stuck on he that. He is such a good route runner, and if you can run routes like Adams and Diggs, you can be super successful in this league. I mean, maybe if he goes to a different team, different system, different quarterback. I mean, I know that's what he's got this year, but it's not working out so well. Yeah, we're only two weeks in with the Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, uh, Broncos Country, Let's Ride oh, experience. You got them all in there. Got them all in there. <laughs> All right, looking at the standings in the uh, Coast to Coast League, there is two 0-2 teams, you being one of them. Oh. And you've scored a hell of a lot more points than the other 0-2 teams, uh, Team Beers. And there's two 2-0 teams, uh, Team Beers and Cromartie's Child Care, which just happened to be last year's championship. Interesting. Moving on to the Chopping Block Guillotine League. Top three scores from the week included 110 points from Nothing to Lose, 106 points from the defending champs and 104 from Dave's dazzling team. So they all easily move on to week number three. Uh, however, these three teams were kind of sweating this week, but not as much as, uh, as this last place team kind of knew it. And that was me. Uh, I scored 32 points. My team sucked. Yikes. I had no shot. I had no shot. Sokol Ooh. had 51 and, uh, the other Dave had 56, but yeah, 32 points. I was missing my top four players. Uh, three were ruled out the day of. No Kamara, no Kittle, no Dobbins. No Lost chance. Mitchell. I wish I would have spent a dollar last week. Yeah. I, uh, I leave all $100 in the pot. You uh, should donate it. Yeah, there you go. Can I sell it for cash? <laughs> Who wants it? Give you $10 for 100 My top players, uh, 41 bucks for Kamara. Stortz picked him up. George Kittle went for 20 to Josh. Maybe he'll actually play this week. Josh Jacobs, a surprising $36 Ooh. to Dan, but the next closest bid was 13 so he might have overbid there. Overpaid. And Mrs. Fink picked up Hollywood for 20 bucks. Nice job, Lizzie. So good luck to the teams here in week number three. And just so you know, I think I mentioned it before, I try to set it so the two lowest scoring teams will always play each other. Uh, during Monday, so it's easy to watch the one matchup for the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went through and I set myself up to play against Jumanji, the other team eliminated for the right. next few weeks. And I just wanted to help you out, so I said it. So you play Mrs. Fink the next few weeks. Oh. So you will just always see how you're doing against Liz every time nice. you guys go check the score, the meaningless win-loss scoreboard. Uh, no, no, that's not meaningless at all. Not anymore. No, no, sir. Other leagues, uh, I didn't realize I was 0-2 in uh, the Detroit Radio Crew League, so that kind of sucks. I might need to do something there in the uh, IDP League. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, in the BWO League, I tanked last year hoping that this would be the year. Well, even if I don't win a championship, I'm in the record books. I scored 211 points this week, Whoa. which is the all-time highest score for a single game in the BWO, passing Donnie's 210. Jeez. And this dates back to 1999. What well, What do you get for you know a new record like that? Uh, you get a car? Or? A car? No, maybe a card. Uh-huh. <laughs> A, a, a sympathy card, like <laughs> that's your championship yeah, is basically what matchbox car. Yeah, uh, and in other fantasy news, Greg, do you know how our fantasy baseball team did this year? I think it did pretty well. Yeah. No. We're still going. Okay, that's the important part. Yeah, we're in the championship. See, I told you we did pretty well uh, going up against uh, the Bash brothers of Donnie and Koenig. So uh, I, I appreciate your contributions this year and. <laughs> It's uh, I've leaned heavily on uh, your insight to make it this far. That's what I'm here for, buddy. 
All right, time for the uh, weekend watch. Let's see, uh, take a look at the games coming on this weekend. Thursday Night Football, make sure you have Amazon Prime so you can see the Steelers at the Browns. Saturday in college football, noon kickoff. Maybe I'll be there with Mason. Buffalo visits Eastern Michigan at noon. That game's on CBS Sports Network. Maryland travels to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. That's noon at Fox. 3.30, the Big Ten Network, we got Minnesota taking on Michigan State. And then there's three games in primetime Saturday night on ABC. you got Wisconsin, Ohio State. ESPN, you got Arkansas, Texas A&M. And on Fox, you got Kansas State, Oklahoma. Lots of football to watch Saturday night. Hopefully one of those games will be good. Sunday in the NFL. Hey, Lions fans, guess what? They get no competition. That's the only game we get to watch at 1 o'clock. Lions at Vikings. Sunday at 4 o'clock, we have the Packers taking on the Bucks on Fox. And on CBS, we get Jacksonville taking on the LA Chargers. Sunday Night Football features the San Francisco 49ers visiting Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. I feel like Wilson, every one of Wilson's games has been prime time so far. Yeah, it sucks for him. Yeah. And Monday Night Football, only one game this week, Cowboys visiting the Giants. How would you like the doubleheader this past week? I, I did not. See, for me, it wasn't a problem with all the multiple TVs. Samantha comes downstairs. She goes, whoa, feels like Sunday. Yeah. It, but for those of us who are not blessed with, you know, five-plus TVs, it, it was difficult. And it was really quite annoying, to be honest with you. You know, I'd be trying to watch one game, and then all of a sudden they'd go picture in picture with the other game. And, it, oh, my gosh, it just infuriated me because it made my TV, like, twice as small. <laughs> and I could hardly see either of them. I mean, I just, I, I did not like it whatsoever. All right, each week we're going to give you a player that we think is going to score in the uh, 1 o'clock and the 4 o'clock window. Last week I said Barkley in the 1 o'clock. You said Christian McCaffrey, and neither of them got in. 0 for 2 there. At the 4 o'clock I said Cooper Cup. He got 2. Meanwhile, you said Debo. He got none, so we got one out of two. So I'm one for four this year. Okay. You're two for four this year. Uh-huh. We can do it. All right. Who do you got this week? Um, I am actually going to look to the Lions game this week, and I am going to go with Justin Jefferson catching a touchdown. All right. I'm going to go at the 1 o'clock window with Chicago Bears running back David Montgomery to get one in against Houston. Yeah, and the 4 o'clock window, I – I'm going to go with another wide receiver and probably one of the safest plays, Cooper Cup. I, I got to think he's going to catch one next week against Cardinals. And for 4 o'clock, I'm going to go out on a limb. Oh, no. No Mike Evans this week. Yeah. Chris Godwin's might Chris Godwin might still be banged up. Brady's going to run it in. No. Oh. Scotty Miller. Whoa, that is a limb. Let's get some money back and a big bet on Scotty Miller to score All right. against Green Bay. All right, that about wraps up the Week 2 recap for the Fantasy Giant. Make sure you tune in Sunday for your injury update, and we'll preview the games to watch in each of the family of leagues from thefantasygiant.com. Thanks to Jeff for being on the show. What a great interview that was. Arrivederci.